0: Who should, who will, who would be best? What's wrong? You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please go like, subscribe, YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen, free and available wherever you get your podcast. And once again, on YouTube, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Locked on NFL. And when you enter promo code Locked on NFL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style Tumblr with every order. I'm not sure and can get much better than that. We're going to talk about bird dogs here a little bit later. So, uh, I've said multiple times, please DM me, reach out to me at Clancy's corner. I don't need it for the follows. That's not what I do it for. I want to interact. Okay. Send me some DMS. And I got a handful over the weekend and, you know, you know, and one, one yesterday or two yesterday about topic ideas. Like I, I've got a list of content, like it will be forever endless with the amount of things I can talk about regarding the Arizona Cardinals. I don't say that as a flex. There's just always things to talk about. It's the NFL. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And I got a couple really good submissions. And the first one I got was it was from uh, Handlocker48, Greg Hanlon 7 on Twitter. He asked very simply, who's going to be the Cardinals sack leader in 2023? And then it made me think, it's like, okay, so how am I going to make a segment? You know what? Let's make a podcast out of this. Let's make an entire show out of this. Not just sack leaders, but receiving leaders and passing leaders. And we're going to do it like this. And I think that this is a nice exercise because not only is it going to be fun to talk about, but it really puts into perspective how many question marks there are on this team. And not in a bad way. There's a lot of opportunity to shine there's going to be a lot of snaps, a lot of reps, and a lot of playing time for a lot of players in an effort to really determine who the foundation of the future of this team is going to be. So when you look at the pass rush and it's somewhat in flux, they're working out Zayvon Collins on the edge in the four, three setup, it's going to be a little bit different. And then Jonathan Gannon also talks about not really having a scheme kind of playing, you know, playing a scheme that lends to his player strengths and you know in an effort to thwart whatever whatever offense they're playing again each week but the pass rush as pass rush as a whole it's interesting so i'm going to do pass rush receiving passing and it's going to be like this who should lead the cardinals in sacks in 2023 who will lead the cardinals in sacks in 2023 and who would be best for the cardinals and their future to lead them in sacks in 2023, I'm gonna do the same for receiving, the same for passing. I do passing in the end because it's a little bit more of a formality for the last question, but the first two are interesting. So let's talk about pass rush. They've got a handful of guys. We don't know who's gonna be great. We we don't know because nobody's great yet. But everybody's young. Cam Thomas, MyJ Sanders, second year. BJ Ogilari, rookie uh Javon collins going into his third year this is the banner year to see if he's going to be a leader of this defense and isaiah simmons is playing for a contract whether it be here or other or other you know elsewhere and while they are looking to play isaiah simmons in safety you can kind of kind of take him out of this even though he's too big to play safety like that's one thing i've never really understood who will or who should lead the cardinals in sacks in 2023. And for me, like who should showing his past last year, second half of last year, I think it's Cam Thomas. Like it's weird how it's like, well, you know, he shot flashes and he didn't really do a whole lot in the first half of the season. Wasn't getting a lot of playing time. When he gets a jump, the dude is electric. When he gets a jump, the dude is electric. So who should, because they really have a huge void in that position. And we don't know what BJ Ogelari's role is going to be, if it's going to be just a pass rush, if he's going to do other things. But who should, it's probably Cam Thomas. And this is kind of this is kind of uh, slapping like a like a cold plunge in the morning, like all the cool kids are doing now, uh, to like shock the system and see that. They don't have a whole lot of pop, as it were, in the pass rush position. And when you're looking at, you know, just sacks, I mean, you could look at who. I mean, there's. I'm going to mention a couple guys. There's, there's no real, like, and I was looking right now, like Cam Thomas is third on the depth chart. It's like, I don't know why my Jay Sanders is ahead of him. I know it's a 4-3 base. It's going to be different. So who should, because Zayvon Collins has never played that position. He's, He's always played ILB. Who should? Cam Thomas. Weird, I know. Who will? This is the fun part. Because who will and who is the most important for the future of the Arizona Cardinals of this position? I'm going to sandwich into one. And it's Zaven Collins. Like, if they figure out in one offseason that Zaven Collins is an absolute terror, that is the best for the future pacing of the Arizona Cardinals as pertaining to the defense, not only production, but leadership-wise. And also, on top of that, it saves them a draft pick. I'm, this is going to be a theme throughout the summer. Every player that can pop that the Cardinals have on their roster saves them a high draft pick in 2024 or 2025 even if Zayvon Collins can become an absolute terror at a position maybe he's more comfortable in it checks a box you have him you have DJ Ojalar you have Kazir White you know as in the middle of the defense playing middle linebacker like now you're kind of cooking with gas there's a lot of ifs there's a lot of maybes there's a lot of what the hell is going on here there's a lot of this there's a lot of that and you know, with this, like, it just shows how many things are open in the air. And I know that it's like, Cam Thomas, what are you talking about? He's third string. He's not, he showed pop last year. And why is it not B.J. ojalari We don't know yet. And why is it a B.J. Ojalary that's the best for the future of the team? Because if Zaven Collins becomes a fringe pro bowler, everything changes on the defense. If he becomes a pro bowler, everything absolutely changes because then you have a guy in the heart of the defense who can lead. And that is so incredibly important. With J.J. Watt gone, Buda Baker up in the air, no corners of real consequence right now. And that's not necessarily fair. Marco Wilson's probably going to have a secondary year. That's another DM I got uh, about a topic. I will talk about the cornerback room later this week. If Zayvon Collins pops, David Collins pops, everything changes. Well, obviously, you know everything. If Zayvon Collins pops, everything changes. Locked on Cardinals. Excuse me, your team every day. Let's tackle the wide receiver room next as we roll on here. On a locked on Cardinals Thursday edition. This episode of Locked On Cardinals. They're back. Brought to you by Bird Dogs. Here's the deal, okay? I just got mine in the mail. These stretch khaki shorts are incredible. I work from home. I'm going to be wearing these babies lounging. I'm going to be wearing these babies out. I'm going to be wearing these babies looking stylish, and bird dogs facilitated it. They make you look good. The stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, and like giving you a truly sculpted look, and their shorts do look exactly, you know, they look exact same as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs f- fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches, so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Like I've got a sector in my closet for Bird Dogs. I've got the joggers, and I've now got four pairs of shorts, and I absolutely love them. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, especially if you live in Phoenix. I mean, what could be better? Show yourself wearing Bird Dogs on camera like I will. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to tease it. And it's going to be hysterical when you see how good I look. Because I'm for people, you know, who aren't huge fans of, you know, like... They're not even designer shorts. These are the most comfortable things on the planet. You're going to see them on me. You're going to be like, man, if they look good on him, they're going to look good on me. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style Tumblr with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for free Yeti style Tumblr. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I will rock the Bird Dogs for you tomorrow, okay? I'll do it. I'll pop them out. They're, I mean, they're so comfortable. It's wild. Uh, Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen. Please go like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Trying to get to 3K subscribers by kickoff week one. Well, on our way and doing it. Who should lead? Who will lead? Who is best for the Arizona Cardinals to lead? in three categories. We did we did sack total last segment, this segment it's receiving yards. Okay. And this is a little bit this these answers may surprise you. Okay, so I think the easy one is who should lead the team in receiving yards. It's it's uh, Hollywood Brown. I mean, I think that's in it, it, it's because it's Hollywood Brown. And it should be Hollywood Brown and uh he's he's up at the end of this season, I don't see this front office franchise tagging. So we're going to find out if he's a wide receiver one. It's going to be fun because I mean, what he did through the first six weeks was incredible last week, last year before DeAndre Hopkins came back. Imagine both of them on the field last year. Gosh, you know, it's if, I mean, it just, that was brutal. That was a gut punch. Obviously, more for Hollywood Brown who actually got injured and not us watching him. But he was he was a wide receiver one through the first six weeks. He and Kyler Murray clicked almost immediately. The Kansas City game was tough. But Hollywood Brown did – I think he scored a touchdown in week one. Like, it was just game on. It was game on. And who should lead the team in receiving yards is Hollywood Brown. Who will – This is the fun one. Because if you look at injury history, you look at what the reps could be for a team who are severely under 500. And you look at towards the end of the season where it's like, okay, who's going to be on the roster for 2024? Who's going to get a contract extension? Who's going to be wide receiver two? You know, who's going to be this? Who's going to be that? Who will Greg (laughs) Dorich, like, like okay. So let's break this down here. Like, I'm not trying to go off the rails. I'm not trying to like. Disclaimer: I mean everything I say whenever I say it. Okay, I don't do things for clickbait. I don't do things just because I think outside of what conventional wisdom that everybody thinks. Blah blah means I'm crazy. I think that's dumb. So let's look at this. Rondo Moore can't stay healthy for a full year. If Rondo Moore plays all year next year, I mean, give me a break. You know. I think that, I think he has, what Rondell Moore does is so special. Hollywood Brown is great on the outside. You know, he's great in short, he's fast and everything like that. Like if you gave me 17 weeks of Rondell Moore and you gave me 17 weeks of Hollywood Brown, I would find it very difficult to pass on saying Rondell Moore would be more effective. I just do. And that's not necessarily fair to Hollywood Brown because he was in Baltimore. And even though he had, a, I think he had 1000 yard receiving season or close to it, had a bunch of touchdowns. It was a run first, you know, run first offense and, you know, whatever. But if you give me 17 weeks of both. I'd be hard pressed to say that Rondell Moore wouldn't be the guy. And with Greg great. It's just like all the dude does is perform. That's all he does. And if this team were to be competitive in 2023, I would say Hollywood Brown, who will? You know, I would say, I would say Hollywood Brown because they're going to, he's going to be playing 80% or 90% of the offensive snaps and whatever. Things change when a team is two and eight or two and nine and Kyler Murray's not coming back, you know, whatever it is. So many outside variables that has, you know, that does have to do with this roster, but not necessarily just due to the wide receiver room. And who will, that's kind of, That's the fun one. You can make an argument for all of them. Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, if he's healthy, probably not because he hasn't. Let's see him be healthy first. And then Greg Dortch. I think Greg Dortch makes the strongest case. And this could be like 700 yards. We don't know what this offense is going to be like next year. We don't know if Trey McBride's going to get a lot of runs, Zach Ertz when he's healthy. You know, we have no idea what this offense is going to be like. We don't have Michael Wilson. Like, we don't know. Who will... I will still say Hollywood Brown, even though I really, I Greg Dorch is so close. Like I was going into this podcast. I wrote down Greg Dorch and I'm just kind of talking myself out of it now because I think it's dumb at this point. But the obvious one who will make the most impact for the future for the team who would be best is Michael Wilson. I mean, I, th- I don't think that's a question. Like if you can look at, cause here's the thing. If Michael Wilson is, you know, lightning in a bottle, if they caught lightning in a bottle with their second, third round pick last year out of Stanford, six, three outside, watch the tape. He's a stud. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be difficult with the quarterback play. Who's it going to be? We'll talk about that in the next segment for the future of the Arizona Cardinals, the best, who would be best to lead the team in receiving next year would be Michael Wilson. It's not close. So you do that. Michael Wilson has 800 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns. Who knows? We have, again, it could be Looney Tunes next year. We have no idea what it's going to look like. The Cardinals could average 13 points a game. They could average 30. We have no idea what it's going to look like next year. And when I say 30, I'm talking very Blake Borglesy from years ago when he was a fantasy football darling because Jacksonville was down 30 to three and a half time every game. They're probably not going to average 30 points. But, like, I mean, we have no idea what the offense is going to look like. So if Michael Wilson leads the team in receiving, you put him – and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the same receiving core, you can let Hollywood Brown walk. If you see the, the leap that Michael Wilson could potentially have, he's going to get the run. He's going to get the run. it will be fascinating. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Quarterbacks next. This is going to be kind of obvious as it were, just like how comfortable bird dogs are, but we'll talk about it anyways. Next. Final segment here, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, you're following me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Please DM me. Topics. Let it rip. I've got, again, I've got plenty of content. But if you want to hear something, at Clancy's Corner. You don't have to follow me. You can if you want. But my DMs are open. Let it rip. Let's make this your podcast more and more every day. Who should, who will, who would be best? Who should lead the team in passing yards in 2023? I mean, you'd probably say Kyler Murray. I feel like if he's going to be back for over 10 games, eight games like that, and this is why this is more of an obvious one, but I think it just needed to be discussed. I'm not going to do rushing yards. I'm not going to do interceptions. It's just so arbitrary. With with passing yards, because they've got 48 quarterbacks on their roster, um, who should? Kyler Murray. Who will? Clayton Toon. Like, let the kid rip. Again, Looney Tunes, the 2023 NFL season can be brought to you by Looney Tunes for the Arizona Cardinals, who will let the kid rip. There's zero redeeming quality in having Colt McCoy and David a football. Jeff Driscoll, however many many damn quarterbacks they have, it don't matter. Let the kid rip. If he can play football, let him rip. I I just don't, I, I don't know why that wouldn't be the case. I don't know why. Now, you're not going to put him out there if he's not NFL ready. Like, you don't want to make an embarrassment of the organization. Obviously not. Like, if he's not ready to play yet, he played four years at Houston. Four years in college is like you are jumped your rookie year in the NFL. Not necessarily, but the experience you have, and you're not Mr. Trubisky playing 13 games in college or Anthony Richardson playing, what, starting 11 or 12 games in college. I mean, it's not that. He's played so many football games that he hit the level, like the, the, the floor is higher than for, you know, somebody who's played less, you know, maybe one season of, of starting quarterback in the NFL. Huh? Kyler Murray only started one. And I mean, I guess that's an exception to the rule who will, I think it'll be Clayton toon. I mean, I know we're, this is June 7th, so we're a little far away from actually happening, but for exercise purposes, who should Kyler Murray, who will Clayton toon. And then this one, <laughs> I almost didn't do this segment because of this one. Who would be best for the future of the organization to lead the team in in passing yards this year? There's that anybody but Kyler Krauts. You can draft Caleb Williams, move off his contract. Okay. There's Kyler Murray where you can maximize potentially two top five picks, get five or six first round picks and a a handful of seconds and players maybe, and just set up the stage for the future. Who will be the best? for the future of the Arizona Cardinals, it's Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray shows glimpses this year, it doesn't like, again, it's not win loss this season. And that's not a defeatist or negative outlook on this season. It's not. It's a rational one that really, you know, it sets the stage for the culture build. It sets the stage for the foundation. It sets the stage for the future, for an organization to be built the right way. And if Kyler Murray comes out and he plays well, he shows improvement from last year. The Drew Petsig experiment is working. It's not an experiment. He's going to be the OC for hopefully for the next decade or whatever, until he gets a head coaching job. That's That's the goal. He's a great, you know, a great OC for four or five years. And then he goes and gets a head coaching job somewhere else. It's Kyler Murray. Because if you don't have to start the quarterback cycle over, don't. We have no idea if Caleb Williams is going to be a star. He's a running quarterback also. He's six feet. He's two up. He's a little bigger, but he's a running quarterback also. Drake May is more traditional, more of a traditional passing quarterback. Caleb Williams is electric, and he can throw the ball. He can, he, he, he can throw the rock. Like it's not He's not a running quarterback who happens to throw the ball. He's a pass first quarterback who runs the ball more than you'd want your start quarterback to be running. Now with Kyler Murray, again, it's convoluted and we're not doing the Caleb Williams or Kyler Murray thing. You have Kyler Murray. If he comes out and he plays well this year, regardless of win loss, that is the win for this team for the future. Because then you could build around this organ- th- this roster with a bevy of draft picks that you're going to have. Say they have two top seven picks. They're still going to be able to maximize either drafting players, getting draft picks, or both. Alex Lancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.